Tonight, the Hop River Chamber Music Series will have the first of its three shows. It will be at Vondermaden Recital Hall at the UConn campus in stores. To talk about that, I am joined by Blair Johnson, a member of the Hop River Chamber Music Board of Directors, and they tell me much more than the secretary he's listed as. Blair, good morning. Thanks for coming in for today. And the big news, besides tonight's concert, is where it's going to be. Tell me about the venue change for Hop River. Yeah, we're in our 45th season, and for the first time, we're going to be in Vondermade and Recital Hall, and right off Store Center there. And uh, we're really excited about it. The, the The hall features fantastic acoustics. There's not a bad seat in the house. There are a lot more seats than where we've usually been playing. So, uh, so there's lots of room. People should come out and and support the the fine arts like this. We've got three great programs: the first tonight, and then the next two Thursdays, all starting at 7:30 p.m. Um, so, what else would you like to know? Well. The other thing is that you had for, I don't know, 20, 30 years or so been playing at the Andover Congregational yeah. Church. You had a great relationship with them, and now you've moved on to a bigger venue. Well, we still have a good relationship with them, and um, you know, we, we aren't sure that Vonner Maiden Hall is going to be where the, where the recitals will be held forever. There's some sentiment in favor of that, but you know it's a kind of an experiment this year uh, to to see how well it works out, and and then there are logistical factors too. So, Vonner Maiden Hall was was uh, open back in 1965 and is due for a new roof, and that might put a damper on things for next year if they decide to do the roof repair next year. So we're we're kind of we're kind of watching out for that, but but for this year we're on and everything's go and it, it looks great. Blair, I mentioned that you are listed as the secretary for Hop River Chamber Music. Are you a musician with the group? I, I am not a musician with the group. Uh, so far, I'm not giving up my day job as a professor at UConn. I'm a professor of psychology, but I, I do play piano uh, avidly, and and I'm, I've been known to empty a living room or two. <laughs> so tell us about the Hop River Chamber Music players. Who are they? Who are these people that will be regaling us with music tonight, also a week from tonight, and on August the 3rd? Well, we, we are a volunteer organization, but the musicians are professionals, so a lot of them are in orchestras around the state and or performing as soloists in, in different venues. Um, so the, the heart of our musicians is basically uh, a little bit of... Um, well, we've got them free in the summer, so we take advantage of it. And so that, that's the tradition that we've had, these three Thursdays, sometimes more concerts uh, than that, and sometimes in different venues, too. We actually had one a few years ago in right here in Willimantic, uh, brass players on Shabu stage. How would you define chamber music? For the folks who have never seen it before, what is chamber music? Yeah, chamber music. Um, I've fallen in love with it because as a professor, I listen to it as background music while I work. And so I've slowly educated myself about it over the years this way. But it, it started literally in the chambers of Europe. And, and so this is where, it, especially as pianos became common in living rooms, uh, people would gather on the piano, and, and if someone had a violin, they'd, they'd play along with the piano. So, so literally, chamber music is a more intimate form of music than you usually think about with, like, like symphony orchestras on a big stage. And that, that's where Vonermanen comes back again, because this recital hall gives you that kind of feeling. You're, you're in a, it's not a living room exactly, but, but it's, it's clo you're close to the performers. They're on a good stage, a, a recently refinished stage, in fact. Um, and a, the, there's an intimacy to it. The, the 
the communication between the instruments as they play these fine pieces of music comes across. That's, that's beautiful. That's why we do this. It's, for me, it's a work of love to be on the board and to help make these concerts happen because it, it's uh, something that improves the community uh, at large. Now, Blair, I realize this might be a multiple-choice multiple question, but when the pieces are being played, this is the proper term, right? Pieces, I think is how you say it. But nonetheless, how many people are on the stage? I think of chamber music as four musicians up there, but that necess- that's not necessarily the right answer. Yeah, that's not a multiple-choice uh, question. But um, chamber music can be defined variously. I mean, you, you could have, like, two players on a piano and call that chamber music. Um, in, in our formats, we tend to have trios and quartets, so it's three or four players. Um, one of the pieces that's scheduled for next week is by Johannes Brahms. It's a, a quintet for five players, and that one will feature clarinet. Uh, so so there, there, are, there are many varieties of chamber music. So you'll, you'll see trios, uh, trios, quartets, quintets. I don't think there's anything that deviates from those formats in these three concerts. All right, so tonight, 7.30, Vondermaiden, the first of the three Hop River Chamber Music Series events. Tell me what's on tap for tonight. We have three pieces. Uh, William Grant still is an African-American composer and will be playing Incantation and Dance as the first offering tonight. Uh, this is music from the, from the 1930s, of memory serves. Benjamin Britten wrote a youthful temporal variations piece as an English composer, Um, This is also from around the 1930s, again, of Memory Serves, Um, something that wasn't heard much in his lifetime because the critics didn't like it. Both of these pieces are maybe slightly abstract. I mean, uh, come come prepared to open your ears and hear something different for this. The finale tonight is Johannes Brahms' Piano Quartet in A Major. And I, you know, I'm a big Brahms fanatic myself, so for, for me, this is the one I'm looking forward to. And the pianist for these works is Gary Chapman, and he, he plays with such love and such wonderful technique um, that um, I, I feel like you can't miss this. And this is youthful Johannes Brahms. This is right when he moved to Vienna, and this was actually a piece he used to introduce himself to the Vienna music public uh, to to start to endear himself to this public. So this is music from around 200 years ago now. Blair, what are the demographics? By that I mean age demographics for the Hop River Chamber music. Do you get kids come to these events? We do get all ages. It's funny because I, here I am pushing old age, and I'm, I, like I, I was saying before, I'm not going to give up my day job just yet. But, um, but, but I've been going to chamber music recitals since I was in my 20s, and, and the audiences were, by and large, gray. And I was like, well, what happens? People retire, and then they start going to chamber music? I think that's that's um, not the way it should be. I mean, sure, retire and go to chamber music, but but um, come out and try music in these forms. You know, what you're hearing is um, kind of the rock and roll of the past, and a lot of this music <laughs> truly does have a beat and is really rewarding in a way maybe that sometimes contemporary music doesn't quite get. And the composers were long hairs too, right? They were long haired. <laughs> My mother used to call it long haired music. It's so funny. So this is an annual event. And it's three consecutive Thursdays. The first event is tonight at 7.30 at the Vondermaiden Recital Hall on the UConn campus. And then a week from tonight, July the 27th, also at 7.30 p.m., what's on tap for that show? 
Well, we have three composers again, and uh, the first one is Dvorak, his um, terzetto in C major. It's a trio for two violins and viola. Um, this is something Dvorak wrote for, for the players in his house. I mean, a lot of chamber music came from that. He had two violins and a viola. He said, hey, I'm going to write music for you. So you end up with this really interesting dance where they take these themes and work on his four, four movements long ends with some variations. Uh, the second piece is by In Ingolf Dahl, uh, who actually moved to Hollywood. He was, he was Jewish and fled Nazi Germany uh, and landed there and worked a lot for films, but he wrote ser so-called serious music too. And so there's the, the Concerto Atre, again, uh, a piece for three players, this time clarinet, violin, and cello. Um, Again, kind of a conversation between the instruments as it goes forward. And then I already mentioned who the finale will be. It's Johannes Brahms again in the clarinet quintet. This is a late Brahms work, so he wrote it in his 50s. He had fallen in love with clarinet because he heard this beautiful clarinet playing in, uh, in front of an orchestra. And I was like, oh, wait a second, I haven't written anything for clarinet. So he had gone into retirement. He was just going to drink beer for the remainder of his days. <laughs> and then he heard this clarinet. And he's like, nope, I've got to write clarinet pieces. So one of them is his clarinet quintet. This is some of the best music he ever wrote, in my opinion. Um, it's deep. I mean, you can kind of, you can kind of feel um, Brahms saying, well, the end is near. It's, it's romantic in a broad way. It, it's deep. You know, the stuff that the Hop River Chamber music players perform is not exactly your... 1960s one four five sequence C F G seven and so forth. How do your players who go on the stage tonight and the next two Thursdays prepare for this? Do they have to have rehearse a lot? They they do, and I've learned a lot about this in recent years. Um, I I ally myself with the music department at at UConn because I'm passionate about this stuff. I go to master classes. I take lessons with some of their students, and I'm friends with their professors. And I've learned how much deliberate practice actually goes into mastering these virtuosic forms of music. You are absolutely spot on. Um, it, <laughs> it's, it, it sounds easy when they perform it well, but there are often, often intensive practice that takes place, not you know, through, through the whole lifespan of a musician, I suppose, but also leading up to particular works going on to the stage. So, in fact, I, I haven't witnessed any of the practice sessions so far, but I have it on, on good report that, in fact, the, the, the ensembles have been practicing in Bonner meeting, getting used to the space, and making sure that they are together. Um, the, the, I mentioned chamber music being like a conversation between instruments. They've got to be on the beat. They've got to be together. They, they have to get their, sometimes their intonation might not be quite right, or there are passages where they don't realize that their timing is off or something like that. So, so chamber ensembles kind of coach each other to bring out the best in each other. And, and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to these recitals because I can tell the musicians are really excited to be playing in Bonnermade, and this, is, this just promises to be a true treat. With chamber music, is there a conductor? And if not, how do the players know when they're supposed to play? There is no conductor, usually in chamber music. Um, there might be chamber orchestras that have this kind of thing. So small-scale orchestras sometimes do have conductors. These pieces, 
with like a string quartet, you've got the two violins, viola and cello. Usually the first violin is the one giving the cues. But if you watch them, there'll be different parts where someone's got to lead in and they look at that person and, and there's a, a nod or a, or a wink and boom, now they're on beat and off they go. So it's, it's um, again, something that's fun to watch and Von Manning gives a great vantage point for this where people can see what's happening, this, this little intimate nonverbal communication that then creates this amazing musical experience. Blair, I asked earlier about the age demographic of your audience, and you indicated that some young people do come to this, some people do enjoy this. And I'm wondering, do young people play this music? Do young people learn this music? In other words, what's keeping it alive for the next generation? Yeah, what's, uh, the, the, there are very enthusiastic young musicians who are keeping it alive for the next musician, next um, the next generation, if you will. Uh, and the the concert next week features one Yukon cello student who I've seen perform before, and he's marvelous, and he's very enthusiastic about it. That's Jacob Nordlinger. Um, so so there's there's a player on the stage uh, in this generation. I mean, if you're a parent and you have children who are open-eared to this, open-minded to this kind of stuff, open their ears for it, then bring them out. I mean, this is a chance for them to see something that they don't get to see every day. And what is the admission for these three Thursday shows coming up? Well, it is it is free. We are a charitable organization, and uh, our our charge means we we do these for benefit, but we do have expenses, and and our musicians are paid. We have to pay for the venue. We have some other expenses that go in, uh, advertising and PR involved in this. So we are suggesting a contribution of ten dollars. You can give as much as you want, or or none at all. Um, come in and enjoy. There's there's no judgment. Do you get people? that attend these concerts for the first time and they tell you later they say i didn't know what to expect i didn't know if i'd like it or not then they go and they love it and they say i want more i that's my favorite kind of uh, new uh, uh, new enthusiast to chamber music is they just didn't realize this existed before you know, back to young people. I've raised two daughters myself with my wife, and and they are they are amazingly eclectic in their taste for music. And I I, th- I think it's because the internet makes so much music instantly available for us to dial up. Um, so so I, I would I would hope that younger people would be would be open eared and ready to come out for this. Um, but but even even those of us who are in the older generation should take the same philosophy. And the third show will be on August 3rd, also a Thursday night at 7.30. What's the musical itinerary for that evening? We have a what seems like a world premiere. Uh, Von Maiden was named for a musician. Um, the, the family, the couple, made a bequest to UConn. Uh, Louis Von Maiden was a, was a composer. And we were playing um, a, a fuga from one of his string quartets as the opening um, um, piece on the August 3rd recital. So it, it, as far as we can tell, this has not been played in public before. So you come to Vonermanen Hall, you get to hear Vonermanen for the first time. And then two more um, well-known works, one, a string quartet by Alexander Borodin and one by Felix Mendelssohn rounds it out. The Borodin one is, is maybe... Um, a warmer, happier piece maybe than the Mendelssohn, which is a, maybe more on the dramatic side of things. But again, you, you get you get a pretty varied experience and, and what should, again, promises to be a fantastic evening. And what's the message you have for the folks who out of habit since the Hop River Chamber Music began back in 1979 who wind up going to the Andover Congregational Church tonight? The message is, you've moved! 
we've moved, uh, at least for this year, uh, pay attention to the website and other announcements for what's happening next year. We'll see. And that website is hoprivermusic.com. 7.30 tonight and the next two Thursdays after that, the 2023 Hop River Chamber Music Series. It is moved to the Vondermaden Recital Hall. And Blair, you were actually instrumental in making that move, right? Well, it's easier with me being a UConn professor. Um, um, so, And I already, like I said, um, know a lot of the music faculty, and so I contacted the, the head of the music department, Eric Rice, and, and he, he then passed me on to Abby Golick, his assistant, who's been marvelous in facilitating all of this. And again, all, all systems go. This is, this is really a happy, happy time uh, for Hop River Chamber Music. Blair Johnson is a board member of Hop River Chamber Music. He is a lover and supporter of music and the arts, a pianist himself, and since 2015, he's a board of trustees, distinguished professor at UConn, and formerly a professor of psychology. Blair, thanks for coming in today and letting the folks know about these three shows for Hop River Chamber Music. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.